Brian Nichols, you're a great man with some great ideas, a great podcast. Do you see why he's my favorite libertarian people? <laughs> yes. He's full of common sense and wisdom. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. Today I'm joined by easily one of the best of the best, Matt Kibbe. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Hey, Brian. It's good to be with you. By the way, let me take a step back and say I love what you're doing. I love the conversational style, and it's a combination of good fun and serious ideas. I love the fact that your show's doing what it does, and, and this is how we win the future. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest-growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. There's so many things that we can do to make America freer and the world better and safer and more peaceful. Everybody has the responsibility of trying to help to do that. You know, what you're doing with your podcast is a perfect example of, you know, you're doing this as a labor of love and for the cause, and that is exactly what we have to have. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Heidi ho there, good neighbor. It's Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us again. It's a, it's an honor. It's a privilege to have you guys along for another fun-filled episode, yes, of The Brian Nichols Show. Today, I'm joined by Kevin Warmhall. Now, Kevin is the communications director for the Nassau County Libertarian Party up in New York State, more on the uh, the western half of the state if you're looking at New York. Imagine as a boot, where the big toe would be. That's where Nassau County is located. And uh, with that, uh, Kevin was able to discuss with me a lot of the issues that are taking place, not only up in New York State, uh, but across the country and how libertarians would be best apt to fix it, uh, specifically focusing on New York State with regards to the property taxes, uh, the the absolutely insane minimum wage hikes have been taking place, discussing ways that we can go ahead and tackle the pension crisis. Uh, so without digging too much into it on my own, uh, I'll just leave it for the interview. Uh, but with that, folks, if you enjoyed today's episode, please uh, take a minute and share with family and friends. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to The Brian Nichols Show. Write a review. Uh, I... I promise there's a new thing we're going to start doing. I'm going to read all the reviews that are taking place over on iTunes because I think that's the best way we're going to be able to share the message. If people see that you guys like the show, then they're more likely to go ahead and, and listen to it and hopefully like it themselves. So with that, folks, enjoy today's episode. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Kevin's a great guy. Uh, and if you think so, go ahead and uh, and give him a follow on social media as well. So with that, on to the show. Kevin Warmhold from the Nassau County Libertarian Party here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you so much, Brian, for having me on. I appreciate uh, you getting me on the show. Absolutely. That's what's coming up. For sure. I mean, we got to do more what you're doing, and that's actually bringing liberty to uh, to the people more locally. Um, I think there's a, a reoccurring theme of my show, and it's discussing uh, how we can actually bring libertarianism to people in real life and actually show that our values have uh, some some real merit to it. So what you're doing on a local level level over in Nassau County is definitely something that I am strongly in favor of. But before we get to Nassau County, I like my guests uh, to uh, be able to, uh, number one, explain who they are and your story to uh, getting to libertarianism. So with that, Kevin, if you could give us an award or two, um, you're starting out into the libertarian movement and uh, how you've gotten to where you are today as the uh, communications director for the uh, the Nassau County uh, Libertarian Party. Sure. Thank you. Uh, so. I didn't become a libertarian until a little bit over a year ago when uh, I started following Larry Sharp's campaign here in New York. Uh, but prior to that, I was a pretty much lifelong Republican supporter. Uh, I would say maybe 
back in the uh, you know during the Clinton era. I probably would have followed some of his policies, um, you know. And I just uh, got sick and tired of the uh, how neither party really cares about what the uh, you know for the people. It's more about party politics, and uh, they only care about what the people are interested in during election season. And then once it's done, it becomes all about the party. So I started following Larry Sharp and uh, really got hooked real fast. And uh, ever since then, I've been, uh, you know, I joined the local uh, National County Libertarian Party chapter, the state chapter for the state of New York and the national chapter. And I've been uh, communicating with everybody. I go to the meetings here in Nassau County uh, for the, about the last seven months. And, uh, you know, they basically had no social media presence and, I volunteered to, uh, you know, listen, help out whenever I can. So I started doing that, and uh, they appointed me communications director and uh, started spreading the word about the Libertarian Party now having ballot access in the state of New York and what we could do this coming election, 2019. For sure. We're, we're absolutely going to dig into that. And I, I love to hear that Larry brought you to the to the, uh, the movement. Larry has that amazing ability to uh, to speak about libertarian ideals and really bring people in. And obviously, Larry, he did a phenomenal job reaching out to people in New York State. That's actually my home state as well. I'm from up in northern New York, whereas you're over in western New York. So I know a lot of people from where I'm from up in northern New York were very excited about Larry's message. And to see that you know, there's actually this carryover effect where Larry's campaign has brought people into the movement is very exciting for me to hear. I know for libertarians across the nation, it's a very exciting time because we have a lot of this groundswells taken off. And you mentioned uh, there with a little teaser that for the first time in a while, the Libertarian Party is actually guaranteed ballot access in New York State. So if you could speak to the importance for folks who don't understand New York State politics of what it means to have guaranteed ballot access in a state like New York? Well, New York is a very difficult state to win if you're not a Democrat. Ain't that the they truth. Pretty much, <laughs> they pretty much hold uh, everything. Uh, upstate, you still have Republicans. Uh, Eastern Long Island still have some Republicans, but it's pretty much a one-party state, and they control the money, they control everything. And what Larry did was uh, he made some noise. People are tired of only having one choice. I mean, people flee in New York every single year. So they got sick and tired of it. And uh, Larry worked his butt off, went all over the state, upstate, downstate, and uh, he really connected with the voters. And I actually met Larry Sharp in the airport, in uh, in Midway Airport in Chicago, when he was doing, during his campaign. I was standing in line in Southwest Airlines, and I saw him. And I just started following him, and I kind of threw his name out there and waved at him. And you know what? Whatever he was doing, he was listening to music, probably just winding down from all his campaigning. He walked over, introduced himself, and spoke to me like a normal human being. And that really, uh, you know, made a difference with me because I don't think Governor Cuomo would have stopped and walked over to go talk to <laughs> a complete stranger. Uh, so, as, you if know, Governor and, uh, Cuomo, as if Governor Cuomo would be, we would be flying southwest. Let's be real. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, and uh, I respected that. And, uh, you know, I'm a former Marine like him. And, uh, you know, he was, he's I, ever since then started supporting him and uh, he, he got my vote and I spread the word and got as many people to vote for him. But uh, being that he worked so hard, he needed to reach 50,000 votes in order to gain ballot access in the state of New York. And he ended up getting over 95,000 votes. So that, you know, the previous years in 2014, uh, Michael McDermott was the candidate for the uh, Libertarian Party. He only reached 16,000 votes. So in one you know, four year span, he went from 16,000 votes for a libertarian candidate to 95,000. That is 
So what you're saying is Larry did a little bit better than the the previous candidates. <laughs> right. And uh, what that does now is uh, really opens up the door for other candidates. There needs to be a third-party voice in uh, New York. I mean, you would like to see the Republicans, uh, you know, battle back with the Democrats, but that hasn't happened in a long time on uh, statewide elections. So Truth. Uh, we're looking uh, at a year also, this year in 2019, you don't need the petition to get on the ballot. You need uh, the state to authorize, you know, the state party to uh, vet you and uh, authorize you to become a candidate, which is a big deal. So uh, you don't have to run around getting all the signatures as well. Which is so much um, better for, for – so really quick, so people who don't realize what it takes to run for office. It's not just standing there and you know shaking hands and kissing babies. There is so much behind the scenes, not only in terms of the petitioning process to actually get uh, your name in the ballot, but also to, to – like you mentioned, to get those endorsements from the, uh, the, the larger parties themselves and to build those relationships with people across the state. It's exhausting. It's, it's very taxing. And for the longest time, it's pretty much been a duopoly in, I dare say, pretty much every state in the United States where it's the Republicans and Democrats. And it's been systematically uh, built within the institutions of the electoral processes in these states to stifle, essentially, these third party voices, be it an independent candidate or a libertarian party candidate. So it's refreshing to see that in New York, there's actually a real opportunity for a true third voice, a true alternative to Republicans, Democrats to now take the mantle going forward and saying, hey, there is a party about economic liberty, but there's also a party about uh, individual liberty. So when you're looking at what the Democrats are doing terrible and what the Republicans are doing terrible and saying, oh, I wish there was a party that could take the best of the Democrats and the best of the Republicans when it comes to social issues and economic issues, here the libertarians can say, hey, we're right here. And I think that's going to be very appealing to a lot of people, especially in a state that is a little, I would say, purple in terms of the areas outside of the major uh, more urban areas in New York state, like your New York cities, or even your Albany's, Rochester, Syracuse, Buffalo, etc. So I think the libertarians have a great opportunity here. So what's your prospects? Obviously in Nassau County, you have 62 opportunities open up for libertarians right now to run for elected office. How are prospects looking right now in, uh, in your home County? Well, you know, prior to this election, there was only a few hundred registered uh, libertarians in Nassau County itself. So now downstate, it's uh, there's very limited options prior to this election for actual libertarian registered libertarian voters. Upstate there's a lot more registered libertarian voters, so there might be you know uh, a lot more people that would run for office up there. So I'm looking to reach out to anybody who's uh, looking. We have judgeships that are up for uh, election. The town of Oyster Bay, the town of North Hempstead, town of Hempstead, city of Glen Cove, city of Long Beach. And Nassau County itself has 19 legislative districts that are open for election this season, this year coming up in 2019. So, you know, I've reached out, uh, you know, I have a list of people. Um, we've been emailing, communicating. Uh, I've been sending out uh, uh, newsletters that we are on the ballot. We have access. We can run candidates. And anybody who's looking to support and jump in, we're, we're, we're willing to listen and vet good candidates. We want to get some good candidates to run for county positions because the important thing is we need to establish at the county and town level libertarians you can't just go straight for you know you know larry sharp is very (laughs) special what he did most people who run for the higher office you know uh like prior couldn't get more than sixteen thousand votes so you know he's a, a special circumstance but um it's important to get the local level election so you could get that if people 
knew about the Libertarian Party and what it stands for. Uh, you know, I've talked to all my friends and all family members about it. And the initial thing is the name, you know, kind of confuses them. They hear Libertarian, they right away say, what, what is that, liberal? And you yep. have to explain to them. They don't really have an understanding. But when you explain it to them, they're like, wow, that sounds really good. That sounds like me. And it's like, yes, you know, that's pretty much how most people will feel. They just don't have an understanding of what it means. So that's the other thing is to get the message out there about what libertarianism stands for and individual rights and freedom and the free market and, uh, you know, taking government control away because the government, no offense, I'm a veteran and I've been a part of the VA health care system and it stinks. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Surprise, you know, surprise. More government is not the answer. The answer is less government and more individual control of, you know, what you do in your daily life, you know, and having – the mm -hmm. opportunity to wake up and go for the job you want to go for, make whatever money you want to make and not have the government dictate what you have to do and what health care you have to have, so on and so forth. So it's important that we establish at the local level libertarian candidates that could then seek higher office later on. Absolutely. And I think – and this is one of the, the problems. I say problems very loosely, but of listening to so many uh, various political podcasts. But one of the podcasts I most recently listened to, and the name escapes me, so I apologize to whoever the, actual, the show actually is. Um, but there was one guest that was on, and they were discussing that what libertarians need to do is to basically infiltrate these local offices. So when people are discussing their local politicians, they're discussing – what's actually happening in their, their local communities, they can look and say, wow, you know what? The best city councilman I have, he's got a big L next to his name for libertarian. Interesting. And we need to start building up that credibility from a local level saying, yes, you know, we, we run a libertarian presidential candidate every four years, but there's much more than just being the, the third party choice in presidential elections. We actually have policies, uh, positions, principles, beliefs that we sincerely believe and we sincerely believe that it will help not only the community by and large, but the individuals within said community. And I think, and I think everybody else would agree to say that once we're able to start showing, you know, putting our, 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 our principles and our words into action, it's going to be a very contagious message because once people start to see that they have more economic liberty, they start to see they have more personal freedom, that's just going to spread far and wide. And the association with libertarianism, I think, is going to expound upon itself exponentially as we get more and more people elected in these local positions, be it at the city level, the village level, the county level even. Um, I mean, my dad was a county legislature for 15 years. And to see the role and the value of his position being able to promote, and obviously he's a Republican, but to be able to promote his ideals to a community that is uh, looking for answers, looking for for help, if you will. Um we have to be that next step to, again, fill those voids where it's so, so absolutely needed. Now, I, I don't know if you follow uh, Jeff Hewitt, who won uh, a big race in California this past election cycle for the Libertarian Party on the county level. Uh, I believe it's uh, Riverdale or Riverside County in California. It's an over 2.5 million uh, people population out there. That's what we need here in Nassau County, something like a victory like that, uh, somebody to win. I mean, Nassau County is one of the largest counties in the state of New York. There's over 1.2 million people in Nassau County in a very small, condensed area. To have, uh, you know, 19 districts in that area, it's many opportunities. And it's very important that, you know, we get a couple of libertarians in and have our Jeff Hewitt moment here in Nassau County. So I like mm -hmm. to use an example because he won a, a big surprise and victory in California. 
I don't think many people saw that coming. No, absolutely. People don't expect to see libertarians win pretty much at all. So anytime a libertarian does win, it's a big deal, which is exciting. Um, so let's let's focus on New York State in particular right now, and especially with that uh, for Nassau County. And I obviously still have a lot of connection to New York State being my hometown or my home state and where my family's from. So let's look at one of the larger issues that's kind of approaching right now with regards to marijuana legalization. So one of the major points that was pressed on Andrew Cuomo back during the primaries with Cynthia Nixon was his lack of enthusiastically supporting uh, legalization of marijuana or just in general uh, cannabis. So obviously we've had the, the, the cannabis legalization across the United States with the passage of, I think it was the hemp bill back in the U.S. Senate, but marijuana is still left up to the states, which I argue it should be because it's a state's issue. It's not under the jurisdiction of the federal government, neither here nor there, but now, Governor Cuomo's kind of taken a step back from his his full-throated endorsement of marijuana legalization. So what would be the libertarian messaging to differentiate between the Democratic Party and Andrew Cuomo and the libertarians themselves? You know, it's amazing how, uh, you know, all of a sudden he was on board and then it, all, it slowed up. I, I thought they were supposed to take a vote already uh, passing uh, legalization of recreational marijuana in the state. And it seems that it's, uh, you know, he's taking a step back. And some of the um, townships here on, on in Long Island, uh, town of North Hempstead, has already voted to ban selling recreational marijuana within its boundaries if it does pass. So already preemptively looking at that. And once again, we stand at, you know, the we can't decriminalize marijuana for some reason. I mean, the amount of cost in the, uh, in, in the criminal justice system uh, to, you know, locking up uh people for a bag of weed and putting them through the system and how much money that costs and, and, and when basically it should be legal. Um, and we can't seem to turn, you know, it's almost like he was going to take the credit that libertarians for an agenda that libertarians been pushing for, for a very long time. And, uh, you know, we'd like to get some libertarians in there to be able to vote on some of these issues, especially at the local level where if this does pass that the town of Hempstead, North Hempstead and, within the county in town of Oyster Bay, which are the three main towns in Nassau County, uh, would uh, not vote against it. Um, I mean, the cost uh, benefits, you know, uh, it, you know, countywide. The problem is they haven't figured out how they're going to tax it. It seems like, you know, everything. They want to make sure that they get their piece of the pie. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it seems to be what they're trying to figure out. Uh, it's the only reason why I can think that they're still not going to pass it is uh, they want to make sure that they get uh, their tax revenue from it, make sure that it's worth it. Otherwise, they're going to continue to, uh, you know, push it through the system and, and, and lock people up for it. And, and you, uh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Approach. No, no. And, and I, you know, it's the wrong approach. I mean, let's move on uh, beyond this. And other states have uh, passed it and it's worked out in their benefit and revenue has gone up on the state level. Uh, Colorado, for an example, it's people have moved to Colorado because of their uh, laws, uh, and it's brought small businesses to local economies in uh, the state of Colorado. So I just can't figure out why New York still is holding back. Well, and the, the segue I was going to make there, because you mentioned revenues, and obviously that's a big issue for New York State because it's it's constantly getting itself more into more and more debt. And you couple that with the fact that we have an ever-leaving population because, number one, they just don't want to pay the taxes anymore. But number two, because it's become such a, a truly restrictive and almost 
in, in a roundabout way, like a, a militaristic state, it feels like, and, you know, with the crackdown of the Second Amendment rights for New York state citizens, the, um, you know, the hemming and hawing about the, uh, the, what, what, what's the gun bill? What, what do you call it? The uh, SAFE Act? Is that what it is? The SAFE Act, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's just a, a travesty. SAFE Act, as Larry Sharp likes to point out, it, you know, the unsafe act. But yes, the SAFE Act. And, and you have, the other thing I'd say is just the, the fact that the, the taxes in the state are, are so high and it's partly because they have so many unfunded liabilities that they're trying to account for. One of them is the out of control pension system. So let's, uh, let's discuss pensions really quick in New York state. What would you as a libertarian and we'll say the libertarian party in Nassau County promote as an alternative to this pension crisis that New York state and quite frankly, a lot of other major cities and states throughout the United States are currently facing? Well, you know, I think a big part of the problem, you know, between July 2017 and July 2018, uh, 180,000, over 180,000 people have uh, left the state, you know, and we're only gaining 131,000 new residents. So there's a difference of about 48,000 people that are abandoned in the state of New York. And it's because of the high taxes and because, you know, when people take their pensions and they say, why should I stay here? I'm paying almost $10,000 a year in property taxes. That's just the average. A lot of people pay more than that. They figure to spend their pension money elsewhere. So they leave the state. They take their pension with them. New York State fits the bill. And now they're in South Carolina spending New York money down there. And New York's not able to recoup any of the benefits for the pensions that they're paying out. And they do not keep a balanced budget. Every year taxes go up. Every year costs go up. And, you know, it all has to do with these bloated budgets and there's no control there's absolutely no control in albany there's no control on the state level and nassau county has had huge problems with the budget every year it seems like the budget goes over and then people end up all they do is increase the the taxes just last last year they reassessed property taxes in nassau county i mean uh the medium home value is over four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in nassau county that's insane (laughs) you know and the Republic- Phil- I live in Philadelphia, so for me to say that's insane, you know it's got to be insane. Yeah. The Republicans' answer is to cap these increases at 6% a year. 6%. That's, that's, their, that's their plan to fix the tax assessment because the revenue is not coming in. So what do they do? They just jack up the property taxes and all the other business taxes around, and yet they want to give out free college to everybody, free health care to everybody. Where is this money coming from? And it, it's 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 moving further left in uh, the Nassau County and the state of New York. And uh, they're just taking more and more money. And there's no plan. Businesses are leaving like crazy. They don't want to stay here and uh, and pay these ridiculous prices and, and, and tax dollars. They take their pension money and leave. So the money doesn't stay here. Then, you know, we're at a two point eight billion dollar shortfall for next year's budget already. Cuomo has no answer to the plan. What is he going to get the money from? Well, obviously, he's going to just tax the rich people and they're going to pay more and everything's going to be great because now people are going to be, you know, paying their fair share. Isn't that how it's supposed to work? Yeah, it seems <laughs> it seems it seems to be their plan. Well, it's sad because a lot of people, I think, just are simply uneducated on the the issue of you know what actually happens with regards to, uh, you know, basic economics from both a micro and macro level. Um, micro, obviously, being that within you know the confines of a local uh, local economic environment and a state local environment. So, um. I think part of it's going to be we have to educate people and hopefully get them more in line with uh, what reality is uh, and to do a very rough segue, um, education. So education in New York State, 
obviously it has been a travesty. I mean, I went through the New York State Regents process. I hated it. I don't think anybody ever liked it. And then obviously you went to more of a common core uh, perspective that's swept all across the United States. So what's the answer for an education system in New York State that would take the broken system we currently have now and make it palatable for the the local communities to, number one, be actually uh, able to pay for the education? But number two, our kids are actually learning something instead of being indoctrinated. You know, it's each student and and from the K through 12 level, there's over twenty two thousand dollars spent per pupil as of back in 2016, over twenty two thousand dollars. The national average is eleven thousand dollars and New York is ranked 31st nationally. So clearly what we're doing now is not helping. All they're doing is increasing taxes and funneling more money to the to the school uh, to the school board. They're not spending their money wisely, so why not allow there to be competition between the schools, school choice, and freeing up open competition between the districts, so that they are fighting to retain their good students. And you know, another problem I think is that everybody thinks um, that you have to go to college. I was not made for college. I didn't go to college right away. I joined the military. I went to college later on. It's If I would have went to college after high school, I probably wouldn't have done so well. I went later on in life. I did really well. And there needs to be other options for people who maybe aren't doing that well at school in the later grades, like 11th and 12th grade. But they're really good with their hands and they're really good with trades. So, I mean, there's BOCES program here in Nassau County which is a program where um, instead of staying in, you know, you go for your, your mandatory classes, math and what English and whatnot, but then you spend the other half of your uh, coursework doing plumbing, building houses, you know, electrical work, learning how to be an electrician. There's a shortage of plumbers on Long Island, but if you're a plumber starting out, you're making 50 grand a year. That's mm-hmm. a decent salary. So why go into all that debt and if there's another option for you? Everybody thinks you need to go to college and accumulate all this debt and then fight for a job with a degree that has no skill attached to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then 79% of contractors in the state of New York have a hard time filling workers for positions. You know, that's a problem. So I think education needs to be changed at the level, you know, maybe at 10th, 11th. I think Larry, the way Larry Sharp explained it when he was running his campaign was was perfect. I mean, open up competition between schools. And allow the families to make the choice. Like, you know, maybe he'll be better off as an electrician. He wants to be an electrician. Send him to electrician school in 11th and 12th grade. And then he get a job right out of high school making $50,000 a year. That's a decent salary. And work his way up. And if he wants to go to college later on, that's another option. But this government-run program where the government and Common Core, uh, you know, dictates what your students, what your children must learn. Is not working. It shows. The numbers show. If you're spending that much money, you're ranked number one in the nation in spending, but you're 31st in actual education, that's not doing well. You're not doing a good job. So there needs to be a change where the government loosens control, not takes more control and throws more money at it. You reduce it and let people make the choices. Let the family and the teachers make the choices, not the administrators and the government. Oh, man. Well, it's hard to imagine. We're already getting to the point in the show where we unfortunately have to get ready to start saying goodbye. So I wanted to give you the platform here to wrap up. If you could give us like the top, we'll say top three things 
that not just libertarians, but just government in general can do to get out of people's way. And let's focus more specifically on Nassau County with respect to New York State. What would be the top three things that can be done to maybe help like balance the budget, um, keep businesses local? Um, so, you know, just encouraging people to engage in the community, things like that. So I'll, I'll pass it over to you for that kind of, you know, final what we can do different. So with that, Kevin, give us your right. uh, your best pitch. All right. Well, I mean, the minimum wage uh, talk, you know, raising it up to fifteen dollars an hour. I have friends that own small businesses on Long Island. They're getting crushed. And when it gets up to $15 an hour, the mandatory minimum wage, that's going to cause him to raise his prices and his business may not be able to stay afloat. I mean, a lot of businesses have this problem in the next couple of years. Every year they're increasing the minimum wage. They're forcing the minimum wage. You know, that just automate, you know, uh, you know, increases the cost or makes everything uh, automated. Uh, you know, within the within the business, and and the people lose their jobs anyway. So that's one issue I think that uh, needs to be addressed uh, countywide. Uh, obviously, uh, healthcare is a is a big issue with uh, small businesses being able to keep up. You know, paying for healthcare. Uh, once again, the government cannot perfect it. They keep trying and trying and trying to throw money at it, perfect it, and it doesn't work. We need to step back and allow for across states, open competition, um, you know, and allow them to, the smaller localized government works. I mean, take, for example, I live in Merrick. The town of Merrick should be able to govern itself and work within its own community and help each other out. And the tax dollars stay here. You don't have to send them all the way up to Albany. Use the money here first, and Albany should get the leftovers. <laughs> uh, see how that works. Um, but the, you know that, and uh, you know I think uh, just getting libertarians to to get more involved in uh, local politics, local elections, and uh, you know, and maybe we can make a difference this year, uh, 2019. Like I said, we got over 62 possible opportunities for libertarians to get elected this November, November 5th, 2019. So uh, I would encourage you, uh, any of your listeners, uh, to follow us, Nassau County, um, on Twitter. We had Nassau County LP at Nassau County LP on Twitter. We got Instagram, Nassau County LP as well. And Facebook is uh, at Nassau County Libertarian Party. Um, just follow us and uh, keep up to date with what's going on. And uh, we, we'd love to have people get involved. I love it. And you did my job for me, which I appreciate, Kevin. I want people to be able to know where they can find you. So if they want to get involved, especially, they can reach out to you and, and say, hey, you know what? I'm ready to do my part. Let's do this thing. So thank you for uh, for giving us the uh, the links there. And I'll obviously include those links in the show notes today. So I mean, with that, Kevin, thank you so much for taking some time on your busy schedule today to, uh, to to appear in the show and to really talk about what we can do locally. I think what you're doing, what the Nassau County Libertarian Party is doing, it's it's completely necessary and honestly, it's invaluable because you guys are the ones who are going to actually make a difference. So thank you for what you're doing. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, and, and really quick, I wanted to give you the uh, the the final word. Um, you know, something to leave my audience with is a little call to action. So with that, Kevin, uh, last word here for you on the Brian Nichols show. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, follow the Nassau County Libertarian Party and, um, you know, time to take uh, choice for yourself and, and, and individual rights and, uh, you know, protect you, yourself and your family and, uh, you know, 
Don't let the government tell you what to do all the time. Ain't that the truth? Don't hurt people. Don't take people's stuff. It's really that simple. I love it. Well, listen, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, if you enjoyed uh, what you've heard today from, from Kevin and the overall Nassau County Libertarian Party, please go ahead and follow him on social media. Also, ping him if you could and say, hey, I want to get involved. We need more people like that, not only in New York State and Nassau County, but also across the nation. I know we're getting listeners from Alaska and California and Florida and all of that in between. So if you're part of uh, you know a local community, which obviously you are, please do your part, get involved, and that's how we actually will change some hearts and minds and and put our uh, put our money where our mouth is. But uh, with that, folks, if you enjoyed today's episode and you enjoy what we have to say, go ahead and give me a follow on social media at B Nichols Liberty, both on Twitter and on Facebook. As always, my Patreon at B Nichols Liberty, and you get those fun Traffic Tuesdays and a lot of other fun sneak uh, sneak peeks behind the scenes, whatever you want to call it, stuff on my <laughs> Patreon account. It's every little bit helps us be able to uh, keep on producing this content that you enjoy. Um, so please, if you could sneak over to our the Patreon and uh, and do what you could there financially. Uh, I would greatly appreciate it. And also, folks, um, always, please, go out of your way. Share the episode with family and friends. That's how we we win the future. That's how we share the message. Um, as, as Dean Clancy in my intro says, this is how we win the future. This is, you know, this is a labor of love and we're doing it for the cause. So we need more people to, to really do the labors of love and do it for the cause. Um, so with that, folks, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, signing off for Kevin Warmhold from the Nassau County Libertarian Party. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.